For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I just seen a quote not too long ago and it said, you know, when you're going through hell, why would you stop Ooh. and stay there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not about to stop right here. Right. This ain't gonna be the end of my story. Right. You know what? Because if I stop and I give up, yeah. then I already know how it ends. It Absolutely. ends right here. Absolutely. I have to keep trying. Yeah. My, my mom's father murdered her mother and sister. This episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank. When she was 14. Oh, wow. And it was just so many things that she went through to be the mother that she was to me and my brother. So I think when you come from those type of situations yeah, yeah. and those type of stories, it's kind of that is kind of like built in in you. Looking at other people that have been successful, everybody that's successful has a story, mm-hmm. you know, um, unless you're just genetically blessed, you know, you P. Diddy's son or, you know, Jay-Z's, you know, daughter or something like that. But, you know, the rest of us that have become successful, um, we have a hell of a lot of years of unsuccess behind us um, and a story to tell. And that's what really makes you, you know, and humbles you. Yeah. Pay attention and listen, we about to teach class. Inside the boat, my man asked cash to get your man right. Thursday night, 8 p.m. to see him change your life. So welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. When I keep telling you, look, we bring in heat after heat. Um, this is going to be a, a goodie, a great, a great interview. We have one of the, I ain't going to say one of, we have the, the, the greatest black restaurateur on the planet who is going to give us so much game. And this story for me, I'm excited about this interview because like this story has so many ins and outs and ups and downs and it's, it's a good one. We have Michelle Snoop Dillard in the building. Snoop. Oh man, thanks for having oh, me. Thank you so much for being it. our guest. Um, Man, like, I mean, your story is phenomenal. Like, you are, you've lived a life, but you're living a life. And I kind of want to go through a lot, a lot of that because I think that you're a good testament of, you know, Hove once said, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. As long as you stay the same, it'll come back around. And I think, like, you're, you're like the epitome of that. Um, but for those who don't know, who is Michelle Snoop Dillon? Man, we'll be here all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, just to give y'all just a, a little bit on my background. So uh, originally from Detroit, Michigan, I come just from a line of hustlers. Um, my dad was a big time drug dealer. My mom, uh, her family went through a lot of tragedy, you know, with her growing up. And uh, I went to start a school at the age of three. 
basically just being put into school because it was like, hey, daddy out here doing his thing. My mom wanted to try to finish up her nursing degree. And I was kind of exhibiting some signs of, you know, being able to read and, and talk and things like that at an early age. So started school at age three. Uh, we ended up moving from Detroit to Nashville, Tennessee when I was about nine, ten years old. Uh, once I got there, they actually wanted to double promote me, but my mom was like, nah, she already, you know, <laughs> she's already ahead enough. So I uh, was there in Nashville just kind of, you know, navigating th through school. I actually ended up getting pregnant the first time I had sex. Uh, and I'll always put that line in there because I don't want nobody to think I was out here being that hot and promiscuous. <laughs> but I uh, got pregnant the first time I had sex. I had my daughter at the age of 15. So I, uh, single moms and teenage moms is just always near and dear to me. I do a lot of cheer, a lot of my charity efforts um, are towards those individuals. But got pregnant the first time I had sex, had my daughter at 15. My mom, she didn't really know what to do. I actually hid the pregnancy from my whole entire family. Nobody even knew I was pregnant until I was like seven months. And uh, at that point, she was kind of like, well, you know, you're going to have to give her up for adoption then. And so for me, I was fighting it, you know, the whole time. Um, during the time period that my daughter was in foster care, I went to college. So I went to college at age 16 at Vanderbilt University, studied economics. Uh, through the grace of God, I convinced my mom to let me get my daughter back. Uh, so she was never actually put up for adoption, just in foster care. So I got her back at, at age 20 when I graduated. Uh, ended up becoming a financial advisor and doing real estate. So just was really just on this whole corporate yeah. uh, corporate lifestyle was truly my shell at the time. And uh, I don't know, man, I ended up, my alter ego came out and this, this Snoop person came out and I, I got into uh, just doing a lot of nightlife, you know, type things. Uh, I ended up doing a calendar called Wet Dimes in the Key. Uh, with some models there in Nashville. Started an entertainment company called Profitable Productions. So I started managing the models um, and doing that. And, and with doing the calendar, you know, I needed to sell the calendar. So what I did was um, I started becoming a promoter, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I pushed the models and I would have them hosting at different nightclubs and lounges and restaurants. And, and so for me, I'm always just like a spectator mm -hmm. at first. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, in doing this, I got to meet a lot of lounge owners and club owners, and I was like, man, I want to do what they're doing. I'm on the bottom end of this thing. You know what I'm saying? I want to end up, I want to open up my own spot. Didn't know anything about it at all. I just decided, yeah, I'm going to open up my own spot yeah. and started setting myself out to do such. And I, I actually opened up my own, sp my first spot at age 23. Wow. Uh, before the end, as far as, you know, to get the money, because that's always a question of people, you know, how do you get the money to do it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like I said, I was doing the financial advising. I was doing the real estate. I, I was investing in things. I was investing in stocks. I was investing in the market. I was investing in real estate. Uh, and also that alter ego, you know, had popped up. I also started selling drugs. Mm. You know, I, I, I was in the streets, you know, as well. So you, you was know? a financial so advisor and you was in the streets. Yes, yes. Not at the same time, but okay. after right, I stopped right, doing right. it to get the money yep, yep. to open up this first spot. So yep. that bloodline, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> hustler's right, mentality. Right, right. And so, um, so anyways, got the money to open up my first spot. It was not open very long at all. I didn't know anything at all about what I was doing and made a lot of mistakes. Also, at the same time, I had another spot 
that was a, it was a house that I was renting out. And so this was back in 2008, 2009 when we seen that market crash, right, probably right. the first one we seen in our lifetimes. Hey, what's up y'all? Are you a coach, consultant, service provider, course creator, or expert that wants more clients to happily pay you 3K to 10K for your programs and services? If you answered yes, I have a special gift for you. It's from my guy, Markwell Russell, and it's called the Paid Ad Playbook, which shows you how to actually get 50 to 100 leads every single day that actually convert into clients. Markwell, he's used the same process to help clients create over $250 million in revenue, and this is more than a quarter of a billion dollars. You heard me right. Some of the top influencers, coaches, and consultants in the world have used Markwell strategies to build multi-million dollar businesses, and they still use them on a daily basis. And the cool thing is that this works for you even if nobody knows who you are. So to get free access, go to InsideTheVaultGift.com or text VAULT to 904-447-5274. Again, that's InsideTheVaultGift.com or text V-A-U-L-T to 904-447-5274. My God's going to take care of you. Let them know that AshCast sent you. And so at that time, a lot of people, they couldn't afford to pay their rent. And so that kind of fell back on me because I was the owner, you know, of some of those homes. And so one of the spots I let one of my homegirls uh, take and kind of flip that into the spot that we called the kitty cabin. Mm -hmm. Y'all can look it up. I ain't going to go no more <laughs> into it, but <laughs> uh, just another one of the blemishes, another one of the things that I learned from. And so that spot ended up, door ended up getting kicked in with that spot. And uh, my club had gotten shut down. And so at this point, it was just like, damn, what am I going to do now? You know what I'm saying? And so I actually ended up going back and working for this company for just a short period of time. And um, I met some guys that had seen this, this little newspaper that had came out. It was a newspaper that used to be very popular. One of the names of them was called Just Busted. Mm -hmm. And it was a, a newspaper that had mug shots of people that had been arrested. It was a weekly publication that would come out and they wanted me to do this with them. And at first I was kind of like, man, I ain't gonna do that. Like, <laughs> shit, I done been arrested many times in my life. I done made some mistakes, some, some bumps and bruises, but um, it was something that was on my mind. And I feel like that that's how a lot of times you know that something is a good business idea. You know, you can't sleep, you wake up thinking about it um, and that's what it was for me. And so I ended up doing that with these guys. One of them, he actually had went back home. He just couldn't afford to uh, live in Nashville anymore on his own, kind of needed to go back home and go to the drawing board. And so the guy that was there, we started this newspaper. We called it Face It. Um, it was right there in Nashville, Tennessee, super excited. And so that was kind of like, I guess, my first legit business venture yeah. because the other ones, they were just like very, very shortly. This was something totally different. So it's kind of going back to my shell, going back to, you know, that, that corporate yeah, yeah, <laughs> side yeah. of myself. And so um, we started doing the paper and it, it, it became wildly popular, wildly popular right there in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, however, the guy that I was doing it with, uh, I will never forget him because I would say within, man, maybe a month of putting this paper out and us starting to make profits, he was starting to backdoor me, starting mm -hmm. to steal. Mm -hmm. um, he had changed the password to the, oh. the online banking. Um, 
was just doing all type of scrupulous things, you know? And so I remember initially having a conversation with him, just kind of like with tears in my eyes, like, man, you know, I'm, I'm a single parent, you know, I have my daughter to take care of. Like, I, you know, we have to be loyal and upfront with each other. You know, we won't be able to do business together if not. And then literally the next day it was something else. And uh, I ended up just telling him, hey, you know what? You can have this, oh, wow. you know, okay. I'll, I'll do something else, but no amount of money is worth my peace of mind, mm. you know? And so I, I gave it up. I let him have, have the whole paper. At the time, I didn't know about setting businesses up the right way. Mm -hmm. We didn't have an operating agreement. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even remember who all was listed, even as members on the LLC. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was just like, look, man, I'm gonna walk away. This thing is just getting popped off. You can have it. I actually ended up going to Knoxville, Tennessee, which was about maybe about a two hour drive from Nashville at the time and doing the same exact thing. I already had the model, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I already knew what to do. Mm -hmm. So I did the same exact thing in, Nash in Knoxville, Tennessee. However, I was having to drive there every week, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I remember even like sometimes not even making enough money. I would like sleep in my car, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So after I would collect, you know, from all of the stores, um, I would pull into the parking lot of like a hotel and sleep in my car or I would stay in like, man, some of the grimiest motels. I remember I ended up getting bit by bed bugs oh, wow. one time, like bit up just standing in a, in a motel that was like maybe like 50 bucks a night. So yeah. you already know yeah, yeah. <laughs> what type of situation that was. Uh, but anyways, I ended up growing that newspaper into five other editions. Mm -hmm. I ended up doing it in Louisville, Kentucky. I ended up doing it in Western Kentucky, so which was like Bowling Green area. Um, I ended up doing it in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and then I later decided to move here to Atlanta, Georgia. So when I first moved here to Atlanta, that's what I was doing was my newspaper company. It was called KRD Media Group. And so um, I, I brought that here to Atlanta and some of the surrounding areas here. And once I moved to Atlanta, it was, things was just different. Yeah. We know Atlanta is different, you know what I'm saying? So it was like before, I was just doing something to make money, but I didn't love it, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I was actually somewhat embarrassed of it, mm -hmm. you know, because I had a background myself, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And uh, it, it was never anything that I was proud to say that I owned. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was shortly after I moved here, I got so submerged into the Atlanta culture, I think some of my team, in Knoxville started to resent me mm. because I was not as focused on the newspaper. And so there was a guy that was working for me. He was kind of my right hand, um, older white guy. I kind of looked at him as like, kind of like a grandfather figure, mm. you know, even though he was, you know, worked for me. Mm. And uh, he actually ended up, man, it was, it was one week that uh, everybody in the whole entire company quit. Okay, wow. So, wow. so like that Monday, my, my, the guy who was actually put together the newspaper for me, you know, mm -hmm. graphic artist, um, he quit. Mm. Uh, that Tuesday, a lot of my delivery drivers, mm. they started quitting. Mm. Uh, that Wednesday, you know, it was somebody else. And then that Friday, this guy quit, the guy that was like my right hand, that, that was looked at as like, basically kind of like the man. Like conspiracy, you know like, did they, like well, did, they, did, they, did they come together and was like, let's do it like this. 
Well, let me tell you what happened. What always happens. They decide to take your idea and do it without you. Wow. You know what I mean? So (laughs) that was my first taste of that. So uh, once he quit that Friday, I'm like, man, let me take my ass on up to Knoxville and see what's going on now. You know what I'm saying? So I go to Knoxville and the very first store that I go into, uh, so, cause what I'm doing now is I'm going up there and I'm collecting on, on the route from these different stores yeah. that are carrying the publication. And so the very first store I go into, now my paper is no longer even sitting on the counters anymore. Wow. It's another competing paper sitting up there and it was named, whatever name it was, he had wanted me to rename my paper. Right. My paper was called Caught Up. Right. He wanted me to change the name to some name he had come up with. Yeah. And so it was the name of his paper. Wow was now sitting there so what he had done was i had given him too much information and too much control and at that time in a city like knoxville that was still driven by a lot of racism Mm -hmm. um, i utilized him to get a lot of these deals and Mm -hmm. to be the face of the company because i knew as a little brown girl like myself that i wouldn't be able to get into a lot of the stores that he could you know so um, ended up going in and seeing that basically he had took him, he had took my whole idea, mm. slapped his name on it. All of the people that was working for me started working for him wow. because mind you, he, I'm living here in Atlanta. Right. So I'm a little removed, you know, I'm no longer doing the things I was doing before mm-hmm. driving up there, taking everybody out to eat and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Sitting around and having the camaraderie with my team that I was having mm-hmm. before. So anyways, um, I see this and I just, man, I literally like bust into tears. Mm. Like I was just so hurt and devastated. And you know, at that time, you know, I knew that I pretty much had to fold because how can I compete with these people and I don't even live in this city, you know? And I don't even have the love for this anymore to even fight and compete. Um, So I literally decided to go out of business, you know, a couple weeks after that. And at that point, you know, I'm living here in Atlanta now. Things are totally different than living in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And mind you, with that paper, I was only doing, man, maybe like fifty to $60,000 a year. Mm-hmm. But I thought I was doing something because it was money that I was making on my own. Wasn't nobody telling me what to do, right. when to get up, when to work. Um, I probably worked maybe three days a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And at the time, living in Nashville, that was enough because... Shit, I was eating at places like Friday's Chili's and right. places like that. They right. have, right. you know, a yeah, lot of, yeah. the, you know, the spots that, you know, here in Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta and, you know, I'm meeting women. I'm on a date and they like, you know, what's your credit score? Right. You know, right. how much you make? Right. How much How much money you got saved up? I'm like, oh, this is different here. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. So, um, but when that happened, it was like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? Yeah. You know, um, of course, still had my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. that I was taking care of and, At that point, you know, I was really, really hustling. It's crazy, man. I was selling T-shirts. I was, you know, putting T-shirts together, selling them on the street. Mm -hmm. Um, I even had a girlfriend at the time who owned a boutique in Little Five Points. And I was like literally in the corner of her boutique selling smoothies Mm -hmm. and shit to the customers coming in. My daughter was outside in the front selling bottles of water. Mm -hmm. Um, I had so many little hustles. But one of the things that I decided that I did not want to do is going, going back and getting in the street. You know what I mean? I was not going to do anything illegal because my mom, you know, she was on me and she was like, look, how you behave during this storm is how God is going to bring you out of it. And, you know, that was just truly, truly powerful to me. And it's like, you know, when you down, you can't go back to doing the things that you was doing. And one of the things that I learned 
when it comes to being successful is, and it's something that a lot of people don't speak on, but I do all the time. You know, they'll, they'll say, oh, you got to be organized. You got to be this. You got to have a good team. You got to know, man, you got to have a good heart mm. to start off with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have yeah. to do right by people mm. and you have to do business the right way. Absolutely. And so um, at that time, you know, I was struggling and that, that was, you know, I, I ended up actually having a house that I had invested in when mm -hmm. I first moved here, but I, when I did have a little money, because I was down to probably my last $2,000. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Literally did not know what I was gonna do. Mm -hmm. And this house, I ended up getting an offer on this house, and it was not, I wasn't even gonna make a lot of cash from it, but I was at least gonna get my principal back because yep. I, I paid cash for this house and I, I needed it at the time, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so I ended up getting that principal back and I ended up, I decided that I wanted to start a Barty bus company. Because mm -hmm. one of the things that I realized when I first moved to Atlanta is that one, the black people here got money. Yep. They like to spend it. Yeah. They like to party and yeah. go out. Yeah. And so party buses were kind of just starting to, you know, come about. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to do a party bus company. So uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, we did the party bus company together. And that first year of doing that party bus company, that's what I call my year of sacrifice. And I always say sacrifice and success are cousins. Mm. You can't have great success without sacrificing. Yeah. So man, like literally, like one thing a lot of people say about me is that um, I'm humble, but I'm flashy. I like, you know, I like my jewelry. I like to dress nice. I like the labels. But like that year, I didn't buy not a new nothing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Not a pair of shoes, not a new shirt, not a, man, nothing. And all I did was I focused on working and I focused on saving my money mm -hmm. and building. And what, what, after what, that. What gave, you, what gave you the intuition to do that though? Like, did you, like, what, what made you say, I, in, in this business, I'm going to slow down. Like, what, 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 what was that thing? I think when you humble so far to your knees, mm. you don't have no choice but to do so. Yeah, yeah. Clothes and all that type of stuff don't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. literally building myself up. And I've had it all and lost it at least two, three times in life. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think once you go through something like that, it gives you a type of humbleness. Number one. I started pulling back from some of them financial advising routes yeah. and, and just really getting back into saving and investing yeah. uh, and, and trying to do the right things with my money yeah. and then just realizing how quickly it comes in, it can go mm -hmm. if you're not doing the right things yeah. financially. Yeah. Yeah. And so looking good and dressing right and things of that nature wasn't even important to me because hell, I, every weekend I was driving this party bus, right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm right. saying? Right. So ain't yeah. nobody looking at me and what I got on, no way, you right. know? but. Right. Um, I knew that I really needed to 
this this thing I needed to do right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with this party bus company, I needed to do this right. And that was still yet another business that I wasn't totally in love with. Mm -hmm. But it was the first business that I ever started that I ended up making at least six figures mm -hmm. a year from. Nice, so nice, nice. Um, that was truly important to me. But, you know, I probably saved 50% of what I had coming in. Nice. And then that allowed me to start doing what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. which was to get back into lounges and mm -hmm. restaurants. And so... Before we go there, right? Because you, because your, your success on that level is different, <laughs> different, right? Yeah. Um, but before we go there, though, like, I mean, a, a couple of things that I want to unpack is, as an entrepreneur, even financial advisor, entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you know, street life. Mm -hmm. There was so much ups and downs, right? There was mm -hmm. so much ups and downs. People who you trusted, who mm -hmm. took advantage, a mm -hmm. lot of that. Um, what what made you keep going though? Like like what what made you still say, nah, I still gotta you know this is what I want to do or I want to, um, you know you know like like what like like why why didn't you give up? Mm -hmm. A few different reasons. Um, one, I just seen a quote not too long ago and it said you know when you're going through hell, why would you stop Ooh. and stay there? Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. about to stop right here. Right. This ain't gonna be the end of my story. Right. You know what? Because if I stop and I give up, yeah. then I already know how it ends. It Absolutely. ends right here. Absolutely. I have to keep trying. Yeah. Two, coming from the type of background that I came from with, you know, my dad being in the streets real tough yeah. and hearing and being around a lot of the things that they went through. Yeah. Um, having my mom who, you know, my, my mom's father murdered her mother and sister when she was 14. Oh, wow. And it was just so many things that she went through to be the mother that she was to me and my brother. So I think when you come from those type of situations yeah, yeah. and those type of stories, it's kind of that is kind of like built in in you. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's even it's, it's a lot of stuff that I go through to this day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially having so many businesses. You know, with having so many businesses, it's, it's never like a perfect moment. Right. right <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Right. But. I think it, it teaches you, number one, how to handle stress. Yeah. It teaches you how to compartmentalize some of those situations yeah. and not let them break you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. now it's like things happening. It's like, oh, that's nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, this, yeah. this is what we're going to do yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, get yeah, through yeah, this. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. this is why we have attorneys on speed now, right, right. et cetera. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it was just knowing that, you know, if I stop here, then this is where my story ends. Yeah. But, hey, and then also I think, Looking at other people that have been successful, everybody that's successful has a story, mm -hmm. you know, um, unless you're just genetically blessed, mm -hmm. you know, you P. Diddy's son or, right. you know, Jay-Z's, you know, daughter or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the rest of us that have become successful, um, we have a hell of a lot of years of unsuccess behind us mm -hmm. um, and a story to tell. And that's what really makes you, you mm -hmm. know, and humbles you. Yeah. All right, y'all, you already know my man Dave Anderson is definitely helping entrepreneurs get amazing levels of success. Yo, he's helped his clients generate over $118 million in 2020 during the pandemic. And then now you can get unprecedented access to him and his team with his program, Bully One-on-One. -on -one. You're gonna learn business from one of the best business coaches in the world for less than the cost of your cell phone bill. So here's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a digital membership card that entitled you to get free access to the Business Bully virtual events and online workshops, unlimited access to their exclusive digital university with hours on demand, 
with business knowledge at your fingertips, zero fluff, no BS, monthly private masterminds with David and his team. You'll get a special celebrity guest mastermind sessions. You'll learn business, all of the things that you need to take your life to the next level. All you got to do, look, enroll now at bully101.com. Bully101.com. Let's get it. All right, let's get back to the show. And you said something earlier that no amount of money is worth your peace of mind. It's not. It's um, not for me. Yeah, elaborate a little bit on that because I, I think I think a lot of people don't realize that it is the peace of mind that actually brings the money. Yes, yeah. yes, it is, it is. Um, for me, so that first situation with going through that with that business partner that I had, it just taught me so much, and it taught me that like, hey. Like, success does come with a price, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be my peace of mind. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be my happiness. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be me sitting up worrying each and every day. You know, if I'm going to work super, super hard for something, I'm either going to A, do it by myself, mm-hmm. or I'm going to do it with somebody that I know that I can do this with, and it's not going to be a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to worry about if I'm going to be paid or, you know, if they're going to be stealing or, you know, uh, taking cuts, you know, under the table. And, and honestly, that's the reason why I don't do business with a lot of different people, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this day, I have one business partner mm-hmm. um, in a lot of my restaurant ventures, and that's two chains, and that was pretty easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right. Hey, he ain't got no reason to steal nothing from me. Right. One. Yeah. Two, I control everything, mm-hmm. you know. So, so the trust more so is on his end, mm. you know, with me. Yeah. So um, that just has always been something that I had just have just never forgotten, um, and that I've really carried with me, you know, throughout you know my businesses and and you know as I've moved and navigated through life. Yeah. And so and and I, and I have to say that like abundance is your birthright, you know. And I feel like as I hear you talk, you have an abundance mindset, right? Because most people. Um, will fight for stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. now I started this business. How you gonna steal my business? Right, nah, right. right. Yeah. Now I did this, right? And so they have this, 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 this fight in them. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm gonna fight for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you didn't fight. Not, doesn't mean you're I not think, a fighter, but like, oh yeah, because everybody with, know I'm a fighter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think for yeah. me, it was also easier too because it was very early on in the mm. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So. And, and what I said to myself is, hell, if he doing this over these little pennies, uh, ain't no telling what he would do once yeah. we start making real money. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, you know, with it being so early on in the business, it was just like, man, forget this. I'll go do the same thing by myself mm, somewhere else. Right, right. Got it. And it's got funny it. because that guy, maybe about a year and a half later, I guess he was in one of these cities that my publication was in. And he yeah. texts me and he texts me. And sent me a picture of, of my publication, and he said, you know, I guess it's true what they say. You can't keep a real hustler down. Mm. I was like, man, get off my phone. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, and, so, and, so, and so now you're in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, six figures on a bus party, you know, mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, how, you get back, how, how do you get back into the lounge? How do you get back to, 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 to Snoop, yep. nightlife, you yep. know? So, so, so first of all, when I first moved here, because people always ask me, how did you get that name, Snoop? Because yeah. in Nashville, I was my shell. Mm-hmm. There was no Snoop, <laughs> nothing like that. But so when I first moved here, um, I had went through so much, and like I was mentioning, you know, that key cabin and just, you know, a couple of different things, you know, doing those publications and stuff. You know, I really didn't want people to be able to go and Google me and see. I wanted to have a fresh start, mm-hmm. you know, so... I said, you know what, I'm gonna come up with, and, and my name is so unique. Mm-hmm. My show is like, okay, well, they, they would, you know. So I was like, I want a nickname. Mm-hmm. 
And so I just thought Snoop was cool. I always loved Snoop Dogg. So I was like, I just literally started telling everybody I met my name was Snoop. Yeah. And so yeah. nobody was ever introduced to me introduced as my shell. Mm. So um, started with that, but anyway, so um, after doing the party bus, I started saving my money, stacking my money up, and just kind of got to a position of <clears throat> being in a position of being able to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, I had moved, me and that particular girlfriend had broken up, and it was a lot of things that she had did to me. And you know, one thing that they say is success is the best form of revenge, mm. and it truly, truly is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I had moved to uh, Auburn Avenue, mm -hmm. right here, right down the street. I used to walk to this area from over there, so crazy. But um, I had moved to Auburn Avenue, and right across the street, uh, it's called the Odd Fellas Building, is, is the, the name of it, but that was right there, and so, I had terrible credit at the time for buying all these houses and stuff and then what happened in 08 and 09. Um, but I had a little bit of cash and I had said, man, you know, I, I want to get back. I want to try that lounge thing again, you know, because I think that's something I could be successful in. Um, and it's something that I would love doing because mind you, even though I was doing this party bus company, I didn't love it, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. I was working every single weekend. Uh, and that was why I only had two buses because I'm the type, if I do something and see that it's successful, I'm going to keep on duplicating mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I've done with these restaurants, you know? So yeah. um, anyways, long story short, found this little space. It was no lie, like 800 square feet. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up getting approved for it, and it was just, at first I was like, man, what am I going to do with this? This is so small. But my rent was only like $1,000. Oh, wow. That is unheard of yeah. in a restaurant or lounge space. And so I said, you know what, for this amount of money, I only got to have one successful night a week, right. <laughs> and right. I can keep this thing open. I still had the party bus company, you know what I mean? Right. So I still had that money coming in. So anyways... Um, I get in there and a lot of the stuff I did myself, you know, painted a lot of the things myself. I looked up and found out how to do, you know, the tile backsplashes and all of that stuff, you know, because my money was a little more limited than what it is today. And so anyways, I ended up getting open. I named that spot the Hookah Hideaway because that was another thing that I noticed when I first moved here is that these people in Atlanta love hookah. <laughs> <laughs> so named that spot the Hookah Hideaway and um, got it popped off. And it took me about a good year and a half to really, really get that spot to pop. You know, at first we didn't really have a kitchen. We weren't serving food like that. So it was just a hookah bar. Mm -hmm. And it was super small, man. Everybody that come in there would be like, this is it? Where's the rest of it, you know? Um, I had girls going around doing flyers. Um, I mean, everything, every marketing, tactic you name i did it for the hookah hideaway and so eventually it becomes this little successful spot uh, we ended up doing after hours staying open at six o'clock in the morning every weekend it looked like a block party mm. on this street mm. um, so it would be like maybe 100 150 people just outside wow. you know kicking it having a good time and so i learned a lot of the tricks of the trade to uh, the hospitality industry mm from doing the hookah hideaway and so with doing the hookah hideaway i started becoming you know more and more successful and so with that um, how i feel is like when you when you're doing something and you've learned you know the steps in doing it mm -hmm. you should duplicate it Absolutely. so my thing was hey i want to do another spot mm -hmm. so i had met a couple of guys and they they were from macon mm -hmm. georgia mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, it's so true, you know, a fool with money will soon part ways. Mm. And I, I, I had started making money, but I was not as 
savvy when it comes to vetting potential mm -hmm. business ventures because when you're seemingly successful, you're going to get a lot of offers on the table to do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to want to do business with you. And so one of the guys, he was a promoter for me, and he was telling me that they wanted to do their own um, spot in Macon, Georgia, because that's where they were from. And so initially when he was first coming to me, I wasn't really paying him much attention, but it, you know, he kind of stayed on me and I said, you know what, hey, yeah, you know, this could be a cool spot for me. So went down there, checked out the location that they had, thought that it would be a good, uh, a good spot and I decided to go into business with them. Now, normally when I do something, I gotta be in from the get-go. Like, I wanna help name it, man. I wanna help do everything. They already had a name for the spot, already had a location, and um, I still was stupid enough to say that I was gonna go into it with them. And at the same time, so on the flip side of things, I had just started getting into traveling. Mm -hmm. You know, my life had always been work, 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 mm -hmm. you know. Really hadn't been many places at all, mm -hmm. you know, at the time. And I think I was probably maybe about 25, 26 years old mm -hmm. at the time. And so I decided I was gonna go to Jamaica. I always wanted to go to Jamaica for whatever reason. Uh, I'm a smoker, I think I thought it was gonna be great weed over there or something like that. Just just being real with y'all <laughs> right, on this right, right, vlog, right, man. Right, right. <laughs> so I ended up going to Jamaica, I think this was probably only the second or third trip I had took with my passport. Mm -hmm. So I go to Jamaica, actually have a terrible time. The girl that I was supposed to go with, she misses her flight. So I ended up being over there by myself. Mm -hmm. um, and the weed was terrible, <laughs> it was trash. Uh, the food gave me heartburn. And so I actually love Jamaica to this day. So man, y'all y'all do not hold <laughs> nothing against <laughs> right, me. But anyways, had a terrible time. And so on the way coming back, long story short, I'm going through customs and two officers come up to me mm -hmm. and they kind of grabbed me and they're like, um, are you Miss Dillard? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and they said, we need you to come with us. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my God, what is going on? Yeah. I didn't change my life. Why, right. <laughs> why are they coming right. for me? And so we go into the back. Well, first they search through all my luggage and I'm thinking, oh Lord, maybe I accidentally left a joint in one of my pockets right, or something. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Search my luggage, they don't see anything. I'm like, okay, I'm good. They're gonna let me go home in a second. So they take me to the back. I'm like, what is going on? So we go to the back. There's an officer back there. And he said, um, he said, are you aware that you have a warrant for your arrest oh, wow. in Nashville, Tennessee? Oh, wow. And I said, absolutely not. I mm -hmm. said, you know, but I did used to live in Nashville, Tennessee. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, that's where a lot of my trouble days was. Well, maybe right. it was something I didn't clear up before I moved here to Atlanta. Right. And they said, yeah, you have a warrant for writing a bad check. Mm. So another part of that story I didn't tell about that newspaper is when they all quit for me, the, the manager, he was on that bank account. So he cleared out all of the funds mm. from that bank account mm. as well. Mm -hmm. So the last two checks that I wrote to the printing company, they bounced. Oh. And they were over like, I think it was like $5,000. Mm -hmm. So the checks ended up totaling 5206, wow. which was over $5,000. Yeah. So, so that was a felony, Absolutely. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a, a warrant out for me for writing a bad check. So they called them, they're like, hey, we got her, do y'all want her? Mm. You know, they called up to Nashville and they said, yeah, we want her. So they took me into custody in Clayton County Jail, man. For anybody that has ever gone to jail here in Atlanta, that is the worst jail you can go to. Wow. So 
I'm here now, this this changed person, right, you know, with right. this this successful, you know, little lounge, hookah hideaway, right, right. Um, about to possibly open up another spot in Macon, yeah. and I'm now going to jail, you know, for writing this bad check with no bond, right? Because they want to ex extradite me back to Nashville, Tennessee, yeah. and so I'm just like. What is going for on? For something that you didn't really even have. For something that I didn't really even. But you know yeah. what? It just goes to show how karma is. Because, mm. you know, when I was in my heyday in Nashville, it was, it was a bunch of shit I did that yeah. I, should, I ain't yeah. had no business doing it. So even though this wasn't one of them, right, right, it's right, still right. the things that you do, man. You know, karma don't lose no address. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Fact. So here I am, change life and all of this type of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Um, they got me there holding me. And, um, they end up taking about two and a half weeks to pick me up. Mm. So they finally come get me. So you're in jail for two and a half weeks. I'm in jail for two and a wow. half weeks. Wow. So Nashville finally comes and gets me. And uh, when they extradited us, they literally had us. It was like slavery, man. Chained to the, the floor wow. in this van. And then also my, my arms were shackled up as well. So like we were literally like eating with our elbows and shit. It was so crazy. Wow, um, wow. But I, I met a lot of memorable people yeah. on that ride. A, a lot of memorable young men that were possibly, you know, facing murder charges and yeah. large charges. Because you know, normally for something that small, they ain't not about to extradite you. Right. You know, so they looking at me like, "What is you doing?" Right, you know, right. with us yeah. <laughs> type shit. Right. So, hey, how you guys doing? Hold on, hold on, don't press that button because that's what I do every time I'm looking at an ad that I don't want to see. This ad just happened to be life changing. I just happened. To own one of the biggest home health care companies in the state of Georgia. I can help you create your own. Just to give you a little bit of insight, I send out registered nurses, LPNs, and CNAs to take care of people inside of the homes that cannot take care of themselves. But guess what? You don't have to have any medical background and you don't have to have any medical knowledge. So if you're wanting to change your life and you have a passion for actually taking care of people, then go ahead and sign up for Home Health Care Blueprint. I'll see you guys later. Anyways, long story short though, while I was in jail, so like I was saying, I wanted to open up another location. Yeah. So I had been putting in applications for places that were available. When I first moved here, I had moved to Castleberry Hills and I always wanted a spot in Castleberry Hills because I'm like, oh man, this is all these black owned spots on one street. Mm -hmm. So I had put in an application and while I was in jail, one of my best friends, A1, he had my cell phone. Mm -hmm. And he was checking my messages for me and stuff like that. And he was like, hey, you know, that spot that you applied for, you got a voicemail, you know, for it. So he placed a voicemail for me. And I was like, you know, call him back, you know, call him on three-way. So I'm telling everybody around me, I'm like, shit, I got an important business call. Now y'all check that jailhouse stuff up. <laughs> so I, I called a dude back and I'm like, you know, hey, you know, this is Mrs. Dillard. Um, you know, I had applied for such and such spot. And he said, uh, he said, oh yeah. He said, you know, I've been waiting on you to call me. He said, I left you that message about a week ago. I said, oh, you know, I just been busy, you know. <laughs> he don't even know I'm in an orange jumpsuit, you know, <laughs> calling him. And so he said, yeah, he said, you know, well, he said that spot, he said they, they really don't want, and his friends, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that dude to, the, to this day that on that spot, but he said they don't really want to do another lounge in that spot. He said, but you know what? He said there's another location right down the street. He said it's on Peter Street as well. He said it's a little bit further down. It's all the way on the end of the block. He said, and it's actually owned by a very well-known rapper, mm -hmm. you know, that's from here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he's actually heard of you, mm -hmm. you know, and he would like to do business with you. And I'm like, 
And me, I'm not a really starstruck person yeah, yeah. like that at all. Yeah. And I also would not, I've turned down a lot of deals mm -hmm. as of late to do restaurants and ventures with, with rappers because I don't feel like I would get along with all of them or yeah. that they would bring what they need to bring to the table. Yeah. So I'm a little excited, but I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, well which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, two chains. And I'll just never forget, it was like the whole room just stopped. Wow. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And I was like, I'm excited than a motherfucker, but yeah. I'm like, try to hold it in, I'm like, Oh, okay, well, that may work. <laughs> I'm, I'm in jail. I ain't got nothing, right, ain't got, right, ain't got nothing right. going on for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to go back up to my cell and, and spend t 12 hours on lockdown, right. I'm like, that might work. Right. We right. might can do that. <laughs> and he said, well, okay. He said, you know, well, he's at the BET Awards mm -hmm. uh, this week. But yeah. once he gets back, he mm -hmm. want to sit down with you. And I'm like, child, when they going to come <laughs> get me? Because I got business to do now. <laughs> and so I would never forget. I ended up getting up off the phone, and so, you know, A1 was yeah, on the way like, listening A1. to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. shout out to my boy DJ yeah, A1. Yeah, um, but, but after that phone call, man, I mean, I skipped up to my cell. I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> and I told, told my little cellmate at the time, I said, uh, you know, because people in jail, they're always talking about who they are on the outside. Right. And, and some of them be lying, right. you know. Right. Uh, several of them in there, they had known me from the hookah hideaway. But anyway, I get up to my cell. I'm telling my cellmate, I'm like, girl, I'm about to open up a spot with two chains. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, girl, okay, whatever, <laughs> child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so literally, once they came and picked me up and I was extradited to Nashville, went through all of that just to get up there for them to drop the charges. Wow. Yeah. They dropped the charges. But you know what? It was a hell of an experience and it was a humbling experience Absolutely. that I needed to have. Absolutely. Everything that happens to you happens for That's a fact. reason, man. It's a part of your journey. So I wouldn't take none of it back. But anyways, I get up there, they drop the charges. Um, I was immediately released mm -hmm. by the time I got off this hell ride of yeah. being extradited to Nashville. It takes three and a half, half hours to get from Atlanta to Nashville, but it took us 10 hours. They had all these pe different people to pick up wow. that they're going to different places. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, my, my arms is bruised and yeah, stuff from yeah. the handcuffs. My ankles are bruised. I got sores on my back from laying on a bunk bed for two and a half, yeah, yeah. you know, weeks and stuff. But anyways, once they released me, I immediately come back to Atlanta and I met with Two Chains two days after that. Wow, yeah. timing. Mm -hmm. This was mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, right inside the Hookah Hideaway. And nice. so I, I, I never forget that night before. I met with him, I was so nervous. And once again, not because I'm starstruck or because of him or anything like that, but I knew the effect that yeah. this partnership could Absolutely. have on my life Absolutely. and my success Absolutely. if things worked the way that, that, you know, that I wanted them to work out. And so um, I never forget, so he comes into the hookah hideaway. Mind you, once again, this is just an 800 square foot little spot now. Right. So he had had homeboys and stuff like that that had hung out at the hookah hideaway, but he had never did it his, himself. Mm -hmm. And so he comes in and, you know, he got this big smile on his face and, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm dressed up. I got my little, my little purple little, little shirt on, this, this button all the way up to the top and, you know, my little loafers and stuff on it. So I got my little laptop right there and I, and I was nervous also because I'm like, man, what if he be like, oh, this little spot ain't nothing, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I said, you know what, I'm going to just show him the numbers, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. And so that's what I did. And so I showed him the numbers. He said, you know what, man, if you can do these numbers in this spot, yeah. ain't no telling what you could do, you know, in something larger. And yeah. so he was only there for about 10 minutes after meeting me. 
he was like selling himself. Wow, you know what I'm wow, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. okay, yeah, I got I got these artists, Bankroll Fresh, Yon Dolph, you know, da 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 da. Uh, rest in peace to Bankroll Fresh. Uh, but he was like, you know, these are some of the things that I can bring to the mm -hmm, table, mm -hmm. and that us working together, you know, what we can do. Mm -hmm. And so we immediately left there and went to 327 Peter Street, which would later become Escobar Restaurant and Tapas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was showing me the venue and everything. And I was like, man, this is dope, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, we could really do some big things here. And it, it would take us two years mm -hmm. to get open. It's never taken me that long to open wow. up a spot. Yeah. Um, there were lots of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. um, I remember even having to have a come to Jesus meeting with him because um, he's so knee deep, deep into his music and mm -hmm. he had a mixtape coming out at the time and I just felt like he was not as focused and I wasn't getting a lot of what I needed from him for us mm -hmm. to move this project along because hey, I can't afford to have money locked up for two years. Right. You can, baby, right. but I can't. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so um, I ended up having to, you know, and, and he appreciated that because a lot of times, you know, when you're these big superstars, you know, you're not used to people really keeping it real with you Absolutely, and, yeah. and checking you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, and that's our relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we definitely have like a brother and sister relationship. And so, um, you know, the rest has been history. You know, we now own, um, I have five restaurants. Nice. Um, I've developed the company Dillard Hospitality Group, nice. um, which, you know, uh, pretty much is the hospitality group that owns all of these uh, different venues. But uh, Two Chains and I, we own four restaurants together. Mm -hmm. So we have Escobar Restaurant at Tapas Downtown. We have Esco South, um, which we also own that building together. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got Members Only Lounge and Restaurant. Um, we got Esco Seafood, which we just opened up last year in December during the pandemic. Um, We're going to talk about that, though. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about <laughs> yep. that. Yep, yep, uh -huh. yep. Um, and then I, I own Crave Restaurant, which is in Little Five Points. Mm -hmm. And then I've also got three salon suites. I'm working on franchising those. And then as of recently, myself, Two Chains, um, and several other other uh, individuals, including Ray J, mm -hmm. um, we just opened up a dispensary on Hollywood Boulevard and Vine Street, which is in L.A. So nice. super, super uh, dope, you know, business move right there. So nice. uh, definitely, man, a lot of ups and downs to get a here. Lot. You know, I never get tired of telling this story because yeah. it just, you know, it, it keeps you humble to, yeah. to take a walk down memory lane yeah. And, yeah. and really remember all of the things that you went through to get to where you are. And I and I and I, again and that, and that's why I'm so I was so excited about this interview, um, and and anybody who watched the interview know I like to talk, mm -hmm. but I was like, no, we go, I'm gonna listen to this right because and I've heard the story already many mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big fan, but but hearing it and just um, I, you know I'm a big believer in the law of attraction, and I believe that you know what you put out to the universe is mm -hmm. gonna come back to you. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, and every interview I've watched of yours, every time you tell the story, you have a level, uh, you use the word humble, but it's, it's gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a level of gratitude that allows you to whatever you put out, right? So mm -hmm. you're great. So like, you know, even even being, you know, being arrested and, and extradited and all, right, there's a level of gratitude that, that's like, I'm I'm glad this happened and yes. like, I met some more some some awesome, awesome people. And you I truly believe like that's the that's the key to your success, mm -hmm. right? I mean, amongst other things, mm -hmm. but if, if we wanna go metaphysical, it's like that that level of gratitude that allows you to do that. Um and so let's talk about that though, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. You know, I, the pandemic 
wiped out a lot, especially yeah. in the black community. The pandemic wiped out a lot of businesses. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about restaurants, mm -hmm. it I'm talking about tsunami. Like it was it it ravished the black community, restaurants. Mm -hmm. But you sitting here with me today with a smile on your face, <laughs> with a big smile on your face, and you open it up. Like, talk to me. What did the pandemic do for you and your businesses? Oh, man, the pandemic, I, I think, I had actually made a post not too long ago, and I said, you know, if you are still the same person today yeah. that you were before 2020, it, it's just impossible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we all know somebody who died mm. during the pandemic. Yeah. We know people who lost businesses. Yeah. Uh, we know people who have had to revamp businesses, you know. So uh, for me, I remember just being scared as hell initially in the pandemic because it's just like, you know, who is going to want to go out to eat during this mess? You know, so um, and then, you know, we were forced to shut down, you know. So uh, generally, you know, when you open up a business, if you shut down, it's something because of you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not yeah. somebody telling you yeah. that you need to shut down. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, that was just crazy, but uh, what ended up happening for me, so number one, one of the first things that I focused on during the pandemic was my courses. Mm. I had never did courses or anything like that before, and so uh, one of my partners reached out to me, uh, shout out to him 500, Marcus, and he said, Snoop, look at this. Mm. This is what I'm making mm. off of my courses. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he had always kind of tried to get me to do like speaking engagements and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I started witnessing him, you know, blowing up and doing his thing and passing on some of the knowledge, you know, that, that he um, had. And I even took his course during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, he, he reached out to me. He said, man, he said, you need to do courses. He said, your brand and your platform is already there. Right. He was like, this is what we're doing on our courses. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to him, I reached out to Alex, uh, shout out to Alex, good energy, yeah, um, and just kind of got, you know, some information. And so I initially worked on my courses mm -hmm. and that was kind of what I focused on. After we were able to open back up, uh, just being so blessed to live in a city like Atlanta that mm -hmm. did open back up so quickly, um, Atlanta opened before it was it was okay to open. Man, we shut down April first, which yeah. I never forget because my birthday is April third. I always have like that's a my daughter's birthday. Oh really? Yeah, okay. yeah. Toot, toot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we opened back up April thirtieth, mm. and so uh, after that, I mean, it was like money season for us. It was like pandemic turned into pandemic. Wow, you know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and I think it was because so many other cities stayed closed. Yeah. We had a lot of people traveling here to Atlanta. Yeah. And um, where some of the effects on that has been a lot of, you know, heightened crime and things of that nature that we're seeing now. But um, it also put a lot of money in people's pockets, yeah. you know. So um, in doing so, you know, and then I took advantage of some of the funds and things of that nature that they gave out, you know, because I'm a, I'm a proponent of having your business affairs in order. So, you know, had a CPA, had everything I needed to have to be able to get some of these forgivable funds. Um, and, you know, took a lot of those lemons and turned them into lemonade. And I uh, ended up opening up three more businesses. Nice. Actually, last year, um, I bought my, 
my dream home. Shout out to Kiana Watson, yes, one of my realtors. Um, but bought my dream home during that time period. Very nice. And, uh, Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it actually is Jermaine Dupri's old house. So. Mm. Mm -hmm. yep. Shout out to JD, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, just, man, in the right place at the right time. Yeah. It, it just, grace of God, it was not anything that I did specifically. Yeah. Um, it was being here in Atlanta, um, having individuals continuously support us. We run a shade room a few times yeah. as well. Um, and so that got shed a lot of light on our businesses. But yeah, it, it, it was, it's been a blessed season. And for so me. what was it, 10% increase, 20% increase? Uh, I would say about 30%. 30%. Yeah, nice, I would say nice. about a 30% increase. The, the pandemic. Yep. I love it. And then so now, you know, talk, talk to us about some of those courses, right? So now, um, and, 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 and that's why I think, you know, I, I love uh, the ability, right, to take everything that we've learned and be able to package it and help other people grow, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you salons, restaurateur, financial advisor too, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. You talk about business credit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the, and, and, and it's like the perfect package almost, right? Absolutely. It's like, yes, I was, you know, I was licensed as a financial advisor, I had my mm -hmm. seven, my 63, my, right? Mm -hmm. So you had the mm -hmm. licenses, so yep, you know what you're yep, talking yep, about. Yep. Now you got the businesses, so you know how to run a business. Yep. You have the salons, business credit. Talk, talk about you know, some of the courses and the Absolutely. Things you, you, so I've got offer. several different courses that I offer. Um, first one is the Entrepreneurship One-on-One -on -one course. And that's just because I've been doing business consultations, which I still do for about the past six years. Nice. So just mentoring people on opening up a business or just furthering the business that they already have. So um, Entrepreneurship One-on-One. -on -one. Um, I also have, I also have a credit repair company because like I said, I did Hemp 500 of course. I always had good credit myself, mm -hmm. but Sometimes you have good credit and you don't really totally know how you get there or don't know the tricks of the trade. So um, packaging that up and helping individuals with their credit, um, helping individuals be a business credit. I just, most of the cars that I have from my G-Ragon to my Rolls Royce Sprinters, all in business. You just business. got a nice little rate, <laughs> Thank right, you, too, thank right? you, yep, mm-hmm, yep. All nice. in business names, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, low interest rates, none of them appear on my personal credit report. And that's big because that saves your debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. So when you look to go to purchase, yeah. you know, that dream home, that yeah. two, three million dollar home or one million dollar, whatever it is that you're looking to get, yeah you're saving your debt to income ratio, you know what I mean? By not having a lot of those other vehicles on there. And those are cars that if I want to, I can throw on Turo or whatever that yeah. will help pay for themselves. Absolutely. So it's like uh, Rashad and them talk about assets over liabilities, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but anyways, um, so that, um, I also have the restaurant ownership course. Of course, I'm gonna teach you how to own your own restaurant um, and how to operate that, how to build the perfect team. Um, what else? The save and invest course. Yeah. Um, and I like to call it save and invest because a lot of people don't have money to invest. So right. how do, how do we get there? How do we get money to invest? So yeah. teaching people how they can save, you know, man, cut that debit card up. Yeah. <laughs> Number yeah. one, that debit card does nothing for you. Two, you get out there and get to swiping, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that, um, I've got some free courses on there as well, nice. you know, uh, teaching people how to build the right team, nice. um, how to find funding for their businesses. So, so many different courses. They're all on. Um, my website, and I know we're going to uh, yeah, have so, a special yeah, link. Yeah, we got a special link, the, the, the snoopvault.com. All right. So you go to the <laughs> snoopvault.com, you'll be able to, you know, you know, take advantage of all of it. Um, but, 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 but I, I, I want to go back to one thing, right? Mm -hmm. If you could tell your 18-year-old self 
advice, like where you are today, mm -hmm. you could go back and talk to 18-year-old Michelle. What are you telling her? 18-year-old Michelle, number one, um, cash may be queen, but cash may be king, but credit is going to help keep that cash in your pocket. Mm. Um, I messed my, my credit up really young buying all these properties. And then what happened in 2008, 2009, I used to say, oh, you know, it don't matter, you know, because I'm going to make money and da, 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 da. But you're going to spend so much more of your money when mm. you don't have the credit. Um, keep holding on. Uh, stay humble. Yeah. Um, do the right thing. Do right by people. Yeah. Do right in the business world. Because yeah. um, there was a lot of different things. There was a lot of people that once I became successful, I had to go back and apologize to. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and everything you do follows you and catches up with mm -hmm. you. So, you know, you want that good karma, yes. not anything bad. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And then now, you know, we have some people who you know, have nine to fives, they want to get into business. Cause mm -hmm. I, lo I love, you know, again, your, your content is really showing people how to do business the right way, yes. right? Uh -huh. um, and you have somebody right now who has a nine to five, they want to start a business. You know, what advice are you do giving them to start the business the right way? Absolutely. Um, I, I didn't mention I also have a mentorship program. And so that's one of the biggest things is, is getting a good mentor. Um, because you don't want to just jump off the porch because you're going to waste a lot of time and money trying to learn along the way. Um, also, I always tell people, I hate how people are always trying to stray people from nine to fives and tell them, oh, you know, just being a business owner is that, uh -uh, I need people to work for me. Right, Ain't nothing wrong yeah, with having yeah, yeah, no yeah, damn exactly, job. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but nah, yeah, I'm definitely good. get a mentor. Um, save your money, uh, wait, you know, all of those good things, those Rolls Royces, those cars, those homes, man, all of that stuff is going to come later on. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Save yeah. that money yeah. and, and put and put it, you know, put it into some courses. There is a lot of, you know, that's like the big thing right now is, yeah. you know, everybody has courses, but you want to make sure that you're taking them from the right people, from the right, exactly. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it is so important to make sure that you have a good mentor. Yeah, I love that. Um, and so I want to get into to, to Snoop's business a little bit, right? So we know you got the multi-million dollar house, you got the <laughs> G-Wagon, the 2021 Rafe, you got all, all the great things. Uh -huh. um, what would you say is the most extravagant thing you've done with money? Mm, the most extravagant thing that I've done with money, um, I would really say investing into my businesses. Mm. Um, I think something extravagant that I'm about to do is pay for my wedding. Mm, <laughs> congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Thank Congrats. you. Yeah, I'm getting married 222-22, so I'm, I'm super excited about that. That's I always, angel number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I if always you know, wanted you know. to be married. I feel yeah. like success is, you know, you definitely need somebody to share it with and somebody you can rely on that's really going to have your back. So um, that's really important to me. And also setting up things, you know, for my family, my daughter, I'm in the process of opening up three UPS uh, franchise stores that I want to teach her um, how to manage. And that's something that I'm going to pass on down to her. So um, I think creating generational wealth um, is probably um, one of the greatest things that I've done with my money. Nice, nice. And, and I, I guess the next question was going to be, you know, what's the most impactful thing you've done with money? Mm -hmm. uh, and what would you say that is? Uh, I would say inspiring other mm, people. Yeah. You know, I probably get, man, 15 to 20 DMs or comments a day on just people being inspired by me yes. um, and what I've done. And I think it's, you know, continuing to open up more and more businesses yeah. um, and continuing to do things in the community, yeah. you know, for other yeah. people. I love that. I love that. All right. So uh, we, we let's do the lightning round, right? So we have a lightning round. 
where we take bank terms and then we flip them, right? Because we are inside the vault. Mm -hmm. um, and so the first uh, term I'm going to use is deposit slip, right? Uh, and, you know, in the bank, you use a deposit slip to deposit money and you put money in the bank. But for us inside the vault, deposit slip uh, is a is a mistake or a slip up or something that you've done with money that you're like ah I should have done this different. Uh, what is the biggest deposit slip that you've made? Oh man, uh, the biggest deposit slip that I've made I think is just not purchasing the home I lived in into the home that I'm, I'm in now, mm. you know. I had a lot of spots that I just leased or rented out um, that were dope places to live in, but you know, um, I wasn't building equity. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't mine, and I, I would make that motherfucker lavish as hell. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't mine, at the end of the term, I'm giving it back to somebody yeah, else. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that definitely was a slip up right there. No, I love it, love it, love it. Second term, is charge off, right? So you know mm -hmm. that, you know, you borrow money, you don't pay it back, bank charges it off. Uh, for us inside the vault, uh, charge off is about mindset, right? Um, what type of mindset or people did you have to charge off during your journey? Man, as we all know, we can't take everybody with us. Yeah. So um, some of the friends that I was in the streets with, uh, individuals that just were not upwardly mobile, yeah. Um, didn't want to progress. Yeah. Uh, those people had to be charged off. You mm -hmm. can't come with me. Yeah, yeah. And 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 what 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 is that? You know, you say you say upwardly mobile. Like what what is that characteristic that you look for in somebody to say, Nah, you 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 deserve my energy. You deserve to be uh, around. Man, me. people that's just always talking mess, full yeah. of drama, yeah. um, hating on other in individuals. Yeah. Um, you know, you can spot them. You know, yeah. um, always looking to see the the negative. Uh, side of things, pessimistic individuals. You know, I like to be around positive people that's like, yeah, you can do it. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Uh, versus individuals that are like, well, what about, yeah. what, nah, yeah. what about nothing? Right. We're doing this, right. you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Last but not least, trust account, right? So trust account is where you put the money to protect the money, to leave the legacy. Uh, and, you know, when we when here, when we talk about the trust account, uh, we talk about the, the people and the mindsets that you lean on, that you trust uh, to, 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 you know, to get you where you are right now, but to keep you there. Mm -hmm. uh, who would you say and what type of mindsets would you say are, are part of your trust account? Um, of course, you know, my circle of individuals, but I always tell people when I'm mentoring them, you have you have to have a circle of trusted advisors. So good attorneys. Yeah. Uh, those people are going to help you stay in business. Good CPA mm -hmm. that's going to help save you on taxes. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, good realtors. Um, <clears throat> just good business people that help to um, that help to center your business and keep you in business. You know, and yeah. keep you in business doing business legally. Yeah. You know, so um, it's so important to have a circle of good trusted advisors. No, I love it. I love it. Michelle Snoop Dillard. All right, y'all. Look, look. You, you, you hit, you hit, you hit the lightning round so hard on the head. Like, I, I want to give you. I, I want one more, one more, if, we, if you don't okay, mind. Okay, let's do it. Um, you know, ATM, right? ATM uh, is where you go get the cash. You put the card in. You get, you get, you get some, right? I want more. I want more. Some of the gems, right? And so for us, uh, ATM is another teachable moment, right? You dropped a lot of bars, a lot of jewels. Um, you know, if you could leave us with one more teachable moment, what would that be? Ah oh, man, one more teachable moment. Um, 
I would say, you know, just to do business the right way, yeah. you know. So um, make sure that, number one, you have your business set up the right way. Um, a lot of people don't even have operating agreements, mm. like I talked about earlier. Yeah. So um, it's all good when we're doing business and we're making money, but hey, it's, some, some cloudy days are going to come about, you mm. know. So uh, making sure that you're doing things the right way, your business is set up the right way, um, and that, uh, you know, you aligned, you know, with the right people to yeah. help keep you in business and, and to help keep, it, keep keeping you profitable. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. All right, y'all, another powerful episode. We got Michelle, Snoop, Dillard, one of the most powerful restaurateurs. Not even, I'm like, look, like, I don't even, I'm not even going to doubt it. One of the powerful, most powerful black serial entrepreneurs on the planet. Ms. Snoop, if somebody wanted to, like, connect with you, find, like, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, man. Of course, y'all can find me on Instagram. My Instagram page is at whoissnoop. Um, also, my courses are all on another page at DHG University. And then my website is whoisnoop.com. It's got my full story, um, a lot of information about my businesses and everything that I have going on today. So listen, make sure, first of all, tap in to those courses. She has some free courses available. All you got to do is go to the snoopvault.com. All of the game that she gave you, she's giving it away so you can see the, the, the you know, all of the, all the powerful gems that she's going to give you. And she can help you with business credit, how to be a restaurant. It, it's just so much stuff. Go to the snoopvault.com. Make sure you follow us inside the vault at inside the vault. Follow me on IG at I am Ash Cash, and we are closing the vault. This is another powerful episode of the greatest money mindset show on the planet, Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. I'm going to see y'all next time, same time, same place, with more heat, more power, and God's will. Peace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want Ash Cash, you can catch it right here in the vault. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.